0: Welcome to The Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker.
1: What is up, Shark Nation? Welcome to another episode of The Shark Pod. I'm Luke Curry, your host. I've got Mark Baker out there working hard, Mark. You're in the, in the town, uh, Dublin City, again, working Yeah. All night.
0: I'm trying to fit five days into three days uh, this week. So uh, I'm officially done there. Uh, now it's time to relax.
1: It is St. Patrick's Day week. The first St. Patrick's Day we've been allowed to have in a few years. So uh, I'm celebrating by going to Bray uh, in North Wicklow. So it's a big day out for, for me and my family. Our, uh, our guest today is Orla Kelly. How are you getting on, Orla?
2: Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me on your show. It's great to be here. And happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone, for tomorrow.
1: I'm excited about. It. I was and I was talking to so in my job I talk to people like, kind of all over Europe and I was talking to a guy uh um one of our partners out in uh Sweden and his name is Patrick. I'm like, "Oh, it's a big week for you." And he's like, "Why?" And I go, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just in Ireland we just assume that everyone's uh all about it, but uh he's like, "Yeah, I guess." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. Well, enjoy tomorrow." He's like, "It's a work day for me." I'm like, "Okay. Well, that's on that's on you." Um so Orla why don't you introduce yourself to the to the listeners what your uh, what your kind of uh, your area is right now um, and then we'll uh, we'll kick things off
2: Yeah hi everyone my name is Orla Kelly and I'm down here in Cork and I am a book publisher since 2014 and when I started I'm actually a self-publishing publisher meaning I help people to publish their books now I do have my own publishing label which I use And I suppose I started publishing everything from children's books to fiction, nonfiction. And really, it's only in when somebody asked me in the last month, one, how many books had I published? And two, how many different book categories would I published in? And I didn't know the answer, which I thought was really crazy. But when I looked, I've actually published books for people in over 30 different book categories, okay? And probably in excess of 150 under my own publishing label, but some of my clients have their own publisher's label. So I would help them publish under their own publishing label. So so yeah, it's it's been great. Um, I suppose my business has grown over the years, but really it's only since 2022 that I am focusing now completely on nonfiction and more specifically business book publishing, which is what I love
1: amazing and this really fits into what we've been speaking to uh, speaking about over the last couple of weeks um, we read a book last week uh, for the podcast called the uh, key person of influence and it really talks about making sure that you document the the area that you're that you are an expert in so you can become the the, the go-to person in an industry and this you know there's so much information that people have that they could share that people would maybe uh, you know pay for uh, it's, it's a way of, like me and Mark always say, like, how do I skip the queue on this? If I could just pay somebody to tell me how to do this, um, it will be, you know, something that would be valuable. And it's uh, it's interesting as well that now, when you were when you're, uh, chatting or when you were talking about the, the self-publishing there, I was reminded of an old Jewish uh, uh, saying, Mark. do you ever hear this one? Where, you know, if every, every person uh, should try to uh, have a child, plant a tree, and write a book that's kind of there i've They're never there. heard that one The fellows
2: yeah i i did and do you know it's funny because with covid and i know unfortunately it impacted so many people personally and professionally but i was never busier during covid because procrastination was kicked in the wind because people couldn't use it as an excuse anymore for not having the time because All we had was time on our hands. So everybody got their book finished. So I was extremely busy um, then, but also I had to be very mindful because of what was actually going on economically and with people's lives. That to be very mindful, I never knew what their situation was going to be. So I had to be very tactful and help people because people were were suffering and mental health hmm. of some of my clients was definitely impacted, which was really, really sad. You know, it's,
1: it's funny that that kind of, maybe the, the whole shutdown, the slowdown made people reflect on something and say, well, I'm not going to wait for this anymore. I'm just going to go ahead and sit down and do uh, what I always wanted to do. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people want to write that book, whether that's nonfiction or, or fiction or, you know, um, like I've got uh, some fiction ideas as well what I'm saying like I'd love to you know have those published even for my own son or generally you know, like that type of thing um but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there and so what is the process like say okay so we'll start from maybe from what you do what you're doing right now and kind of it's it's probably the most applicable to uh, myself and Mark um yeah. I, what's the process if somebody is say a uh, an expert in some area of not non-fiction Um, what's the process of them you know getting a book uh, available to the public what's what are the steps involved there just for people who don't know who are listening
2: yeah uh, absolutely and i I mean it's amazing because if, if you're an expert in your field you have knowledge and a wealth of expertise you know and experience to impart and particularly i find a lot of business professionals if they find themselves conveying the same information over and over again you know, wouldn't it be so good to have that in a book so you're not repeating the whole time? And it's, it's a great way of, you know, warming people to you so when they come to work with you, the know, like, and trust factor is already there. I suppose when I work with business professionals, I kind of get to know them first and what they really want for it because I don't... Yes, we all need to step out of our comfort zone, but the book also has to be an extension of themselves personally and professionally because okay yeah personality has to come into it too there has to be something of the person themselves reflected in the book there's nothing worse than reading a book and then approaching that person to work with them and finding that person is not who you thought they were so it's important that i get to know the person you know just what their, their their writing style their their how they interact with people what, what they want for the book. But it's not all about what a client wants for the book. It's a two-way stream. It's also about what what they, what their target readership needs to get and hear from them. So there has to be a connection there. So my job really is to bridge the gap between where they are, what they want to, their book to do, who it's for, but also the end user. Because if you want to use your book, say, as either a lead magnet to attract more business To position you as a thought leader okay your book has to work hard for you i don't just take words and rattle off a book and say here's your book because that's not good enough it's not just a case of getting words on page and getting it printed okay i would actually be doing any author a disservice if i just did that so i really look into their book and if their book is supposed to You know, teach me X, Y, or Z, or solve a particular problem. I actually block off time completely and I really engage, switch off from everything, and I engage with the content. And I step into their world, the world of the book. And if I get confused or distracted or something doesn't make sense, I make a note because I need to talk to the author because I'm confused. This doesn't work for me. And A book needs to answer every potential objection or concern or doubt or worry that a potential reader has that would stop them from taking the next step to working with you as a professional. So I see myself as almost having the back of the author, but also the back of the readers to make sure it's almost like, you know, an intermediary between them both to make sure they both communicate and are in harmony. So... I do all of that, and then I also look with. Okay, well, you know what? What you want your book to do, and I look at their website, and I look at maybe some other plans they have for their business, and I can see opportunities for monetizing book the book. Whether sometimes different ideas will come from different chapters, but then I will explore that further with them. So the book should have a trail of breadcrumbs that will direct the the, the reader to back to the author. And all different opportunities, whether it's for sign up for this, sign up for a newsletter, a free this or, you know, consultation. And, and but it has to be done in a natural, authentic way, not in a spammy sales way, because yeah. nobody likes to be sold to. 100
1: percent. And it's I think that that's worth so much if somebody can look at your work. And because if they don't uh, understand something straight away, it's, it's something that humans. Or well, maybe not all humans, but I struggle with sometimes where I I just assume people know what I'm talking about a lot of the time, and I, even to a point where I was talking to I had a, for years I worked with this Spanish partner that I had um, in Barcelona, um, and he, he told me one one day he told me that uh, I I can't uh, go to that meeting on Thursday or whatever because I'm I'll be in English class, uh, and I said sure you speak English what are you ta- what are you talking about and he, I go he goes yeah I'm really trying to improve I'm like. But you understand everything that I'm saying, right? <laughs> and then he's like, uh, you know, like sometimes, like about eighty percent. I'm like, so twenty percent of what I'm saying, you're not even—it's not going in at all. He goes, oh, yeah, at least. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so my my point was like, uh, you, we just all assume that people are understanding everything that you're saying, but uh, and that, that's a uh, you know, a very uh, obvious case, but um, in if you're if you write a book and it's for uh entry level people into an industry or something like you're gonna have to really paint a paint a picture for these guys and not uh you know bog bog, bog them down too much imagine mark if you were trying to explain uh, a career in accounting for somebody who's coming from any yeah. maybe they're they're coming they were a baker beforehand
0: i don't know I met I a guy know. today you know who was interested coming from one industry to another we we obviously we tried to bring in accountants into what we do because they understand the ins and outs. quite a difficult thing to understand the roles of accountants, you know, uh, that that accountants do. So I was talking to him about trying to explain recruitment and then I realized I was talking for about 10 minutes nonstop and I was like, this is too much for him. Like, I could literally talk 24 hours about what I do and there was no one there to tell me to just stop. You know, you need someone to david's advocate and actually think is this too much for the other person who has no knowledge of of what um so yeah i think it's great that you can kind of play that role because especially someone who's so passionate about their industry they will talk all day about it and it could be white noise to somebody
2: yeah and it's funny because some of the books i have done also would be for for chefs and it's amazing they know the stuff inside out the recipes so i actually you can imagine i'm reading a recipe And if suddenly I'm lost and there's a major step missing and I might go back and say, hold on, you never mentioned what's the temperature here or what happens between here. And they're going, oh my goodness, I forgot that. You know, these are the things that you need to be technical, analytical, practical. I mean, there's no point in me just being technical and analytical if the logical, practical side of me doesn't kick in also, because then it's useless, you know. So I need to protect my clients at the stage where they are in a safe space, OK, before it is out there and, you know, they're exposed. And I mean, no, but it's already you're already in a vulnerable position when you're publishing a book. You really are, you know, and particularly if it's a book for your business, because we can all we all know we can do our business. But your, your book is just because once it's out there, it's out there. There's no taking it back. You know, you don't know who's bought your book. And therefore, I do need to really make sure that, you know, the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. And it's not just a case of, oh, my book is edited. It's far more than that, you know. And I think it's now people are really appreciating that it's not just a public publishing service. That's just, that's a functional business. But my business, my heart and soul, my passion goes into my business, you know. And for as long as as long as I have that spark in me and that fire in my belly, I'm going to be doing this. Absolutely.
1: It's it's great to think about doing this like as a long-term thing as well. And it, it, just to to go back to the, the practicalities of it, say if somebody's a, like they've got a lot of knowledge and they, maybe they are a little bit, you know, one-dimensional one when it comes to the actual, actual writing style and stuff like that. Do you, is the process like they, you know, uh, lay out all the chapters that, that would be interesting and then s- like send that to you uh, kind of as is or do they have to have a certain level, um, you know, no. before, because like, a lot of people, maybe they're they're not great kind of wordsmiths um, in that way.
2: Absolutely. No, because do you know what? Your book will never get published sometimes if it's left entirely up to you to get it sorted. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to let it go, hand it over to somebody you know yourself, we can all spin our tails. I mean, and sometimes you just need to say, OK, look, I can't take it any further. Do you You need to look at it now? And it's amazing. A fresh pair of eyes on something can actually see, whereas sometimes you may just have the chapters rearranged the, the wrong way. Or And logically, I may say, oh, this makes more sense. Or an editor may, may say the same. Sometimes like a lot of people might just hand over to me and it would be a Word document and they would say, look, just work your magic on it. And I would. And I've also helped publish books for people who would suffer from, um, I haven't had a number of authors who actually had diagnosed OCD. Okay. And dyslexia. I've worked with authors who are dyslexic and I have helped them publish their books and nobody now can ever say to them, you know anything because they are now published authors and it's been so empowering for them and it's because I suppose look I, I, I give them that I've given them the time absolutely because you know I think we all we all need to support each other and it, it kind of it kept me grounded as well in that it's to me my business yes it has to function a certain way but we're all humans you know and I think we can never lose that human connection and identity and relationship with with our clients because I see myself as part of a team with my clients it's not just I'm the publisher you're this and my rules go not at all I mean and when you self-publish what I love about self-publishing is the author gets to decide the look the feel the layout and the design of the book so their book is very much their own in their their voice nothing worse than having your book published and you're looking at it after the yeah, I know I got it done, but I'm not emotionally attached to it. It's, you know, yeah, you know, thanks, but, you know, whereas when you have such an input into it, yeah. it's personal.
1: Yeah, you know, it really reminds me of I was watching this uh, documentary before of U uh, two uh, when they were making their this album in, in Berlin in the early nineties, and you heard the original tracks of the of the songs, and you can see the 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 kind of soul of the song is there but it's before it's produced and the producing just kind of maybe does some rearranging the in the verses in different ways and add, adds a little bit of polish to them and it, it, it sounds completely different but it's still in essence very like very true to what they were doing before and i think maybe that's kind of very similar to what you're doing with those with that kind of book that's what i, I thought about yeah
2: because you know yourself we all have we all speak in a certain way okay Um, both personally and professionally. But our our writing also needs to reflect a style that we're more comfortable with, okay? I would never say to an author, oh, you know, you need to write, like, obviously it needs to be polished and professional particularly, but it still needs to be you. It still needs to be, so that when I'm reading your book and I'm talking to you then because I want to work with you, you know, if the look or the mark is very different to the picture I had in my mind and the tone of your voice coming through in the book, I I feel yeah. uneasy. There's something. There's something not right there. So that's what's really important too.
1: I think it's, it's such an interesting thing. and it's. I know you mentioned that you've done thirty different um, different types of books or different uh, genres categories, or, yeah. yeah categories yeah genres uh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. And <clears throat> the the business books that you've uh, that you've kind of focused on now is that because there those I guess there's a lot of people who need help in that. In that way um what 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 kind of made you focus on that do
2: you know what i think it's because i work for myself and as as well i suppose i'm very much in for empowering people and helping businesses grow as well okay? okay it's also where i find my passion lies because obviously you know yourself we all have the types of books that we love to read ourselves personally like we yes we have to read books professionally because we need to develop cpd and all that but we also have our personal downtime books and i just found you know that the books that really i felt more connected and engaged with were books that were you know written by business professionals because i really felt i could add more value to them by seeing the big 360 picture and a lot of people come to me don't know what they can or can't do with the book yeah and that's where i like to kind of give my input as well
1: it's an interesting take as well because i guess if you're not a chef or you're not a and like the last you get known as an expert in 30 things except maybe mark um with the art and all that type of stuff and t-shirts and all, all that type of other things but uh most people aren't um so it, it kind of doubling down on what you're passionate about and what you can add value to makes sense um w- w- just out of interest as well like you mentioned that you started in 2014 so it's actually been a while that you've been in this game but w- kind of what led you to get into book publishing were you always a, a bookworm were you like is this something that you've loved to do all your life or what's the what's how did this uh happen
2: no, I mean, I was working in environmental consultancy for many years. I mean, my my background is very scientific, technical, analytical. But that part was blown to pieces when I ended up having two kids. Okay. <laughs> Suddenly, the creative, expressive side of me kicked in. And it's amazing. Um, I Before I had kids, I couldn't do a jigsaw to save my life. <laughs> Suddenly I was an expert when I had kids, all the pieces fit together. I That was a major achievement for me. I was delighted with myself. But I think a part of me developed that I think I became, I actually think I became a better person Okay. when I had kids. Um, I became a much more rounded person and not rounded, I'm grounded really. And I think my, when my kids were small, um, my son got quite sick, and I had to stay at home. I, I did have to get out, give up work take care of him. Now I was working part time, and but I was never one to sit and do nothing. So I was always teaching myself how to do things. And it's when they were at this story age where I started to tell them stories, and then they asked me, you know, oh, can you can you ever write that story down? That I started writing, and it was actually when my son had started writing a little story for his sister. And to get them to bed i promised to finish the story for them so suddenly i found i need to finish the story how am i going to finish this beautiful story that my son had written and so every night i started writing a little bit and give them a title on the computer and i read them until that night to put them get them to sleep and then they said to me mom can you print that out and then i said yeah i'll do more than print it out i'm going to make it into a book for them so really this came about 100% by accident. And then really, it was only when I was at a networking event, because I was thinking of entering back into the workforce again. And somebody said to me, well, that's a skill in itself, you know, being able to write, that you taught yourself how to publish your children's stories. And they actually told me about an entrepreneur program that was coming up, whereby they were teaching people to turn their ideas into businesses. And the closing date was the next morning. And this was eight o'clock at night. Wow. So it was a busy night, me putting together a pitch, got my application in on time and got interviewed. It was a real Dragon's Den style panel. Got in there um, and, you know, got access to six months of mentorship with the group and it was brilliant. And then suddenly I was coming out as a book publisher, totally raw. And I have, I suppose I've learned on my feet. And as as people have asked me different things, I've had to upskill. I've had to teach myself more. And, you know, so far, so good. It's, it's gone great.
1: Amazing. I think that's, we talked before we were on air, we were all talking about how nowadays people are switching uh, careers all the time. And it seems like that came through, through a very organic thing where it was just, it was part of your life and then just kind of evolved into this, which is, I think, a lovely way to, uh, to start a business. And I think yeah. as well, the the when you have a, because have, like, I've got a, a baby, well, he's not a baby anymore, he's been 15 months, but uh, when it makes you kind of a better person, I think me and Mark have talked about this before, where we see people, you know, travel the world, they're in these exotic places and all this type of thing. Um, but like, there's a real weird focus that you get when you become a parent, um, where it's it's not so it's for the first time in your life, kind of. You're not really just focused on yourself, which is uh <laughs> yeah. it's a weird thing that I just happens, here you,
0: know? you stop searching for meaning. I found like it's it's right there in front of you. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: It, it, it's 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 true. And you know, I think now people are really focused on the quality of life, you know, versus the quantity of things they need in their life. It's all about the quality of life now. And my life suits the quality of my life perfect it suits my lifestyle perfect and it, it, like it, it's great and it is and you know whereas i think before you almost had to be like stiff upper lip and you know you leave your family life at home and you compartmentalize yourself but we're humans we don't live in compartments you know i mean like it has brought so much empathy compassion patience to my life having my, my 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 children and it's also allowed me to I suppose bring it into my business like organically and holistically because I'm, I'm we're all we're all human you know and we all have good days and bad days and I think we all need to cut each other some slack as well
1: absolutely and I think the the tagline of this podcast is lifestyle design we just put that in there as well because we could interview anyone we wanted to so we've had like mountain climbers on and all all, all sorts um but I think that it's important. I think since the pandemic, it was kind of like the un, the unofficial gift that uh, people got where they just kind of had a time to step back and say, is this is this the way you want to live? Like I've gone completely remote and work and now I have time. Instead of commuting, every day I go for a walk down by the beach with my wife and child. And you know I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was full-time in the office all the time. Um, and Mark, for a lot of the time, was, is working remote as well. He's just in the office... You know,
0: yeah, we're, um, do, we're doing like a, a hybrid type approach, but again, it's flexible based on everybody's uh, needs. Um,
1: and I think it, like for not every job is going to have that. Uh, some jobs have to be on site for that, and that's that's fine, but um, yeah. yeah, a lot of jobs like ours are you know, can be a little bit more flexible. Um, yeah. one more thing that I thought was interesting about when I was thinking about the self-publishing, especially when it comes to business professionals. Are there some areas that are, are more successful than others for books? As in like are people who are into marketing, do they write a more entertaining book than the the people that are into database administration for business? <laughs> you
2: know? not, not really. <laughs> do you know what? A lot of it is down to the person themselves. I have found that the authors who really are 100% behind their book and are really um, know how life-changing their book is, Not, but not in an egotistical way, but they do know that what they are, are, have put in their book really has the power to change lives. They're kind of almost on a, a, a mission. Hmm. And I find the authors who really are on an, 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 a, a positive transformational mission and are behind their books do have greater success, they may have zero marketing experience, but if they are behind their book, they, they, um, their passion will come through in that when they're talking to people and it's self-propelling, then it really and truly is. I find also the books that are really authentic and engaging and expressing a little bit of the human vulnerability, even though they are prof- professionals, tend to do very, very well nobody just wants to read a book that's all about success, Mm. but ones that have showed that learning, learning points and the person's journey in a really authentic way and not in a tea and sympathy type of way um, really do very well. Yes. There's a certain amount of strategy behind it, of course. And, you know, the more an author will work with you on, you know, if it's a a title that needs to be optimized or or subtitled or, Certain key, like there are certain things you can do, you know, um, to to give to give your book the best chance. But I find the authors who really are, you know, talking about their book, you know, um, doing interviews, writing articles, reaching out to others, you know, speaking speaking engagements. They are the ones who are doing the best, as opposed to somebody who just puts a book out there and it's set and forget
0: it's like any product isn't it if you don't put a bit of energy and and marketing essentially and and put yourself behind it it, you can have the best product in the world and it will nobody will ever hear hear about it and never mind it won't sell or make money nobody will ever hear about it Um, just just to go to to talk about the actual the book itself the physical or or like an ebook like the types of of books and what do they look like
2: yeah Well, I suppose, look, it's been great recently. I mean, Amazon now also do hardbacks because up to recently they weren't doing hardback books, you know. Um, Now, I suppose choice is the name of the game for people, okay? Whether they want to have their book as a hardback book, paperback book, and also what size book that they actually want, you know. Um, And I suppose, yes, you have your your ebook, which um, would be like, say, either your, your Kindle book or a book that you read on your Apple device. you know people sometimes think an ebook is is a pdf but that's not that's just really a print representation book you know it's not flowable i suppose the if i was to tell people what the, the biggest difference between an ebook and uh, like a pdf would be is that if you're reading an an ebook a proper ebook on any device whether it's your phone your laptop your tablet um it 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 should be reflowable meaning if you turn it, your your device in any direction the content should flow the right way to fill the screen. OK, is that
0: just are they just text based or can you have images on on those type of books?
2: Oh, you can have images and it's if you are doing images, it's actually more important to have an ebook then professionally done because tables and images can either look distortionally big or ridiculously small or and, and the text can can be skewered. Um, a lot of things can can go wrong. Um, with, with, with more graphic-heavy eBooks um, than the, the than the paperback books. And again, making sure that all the links are clickable and the table of contents is clickable. So there's a few things you need to make sure that are, are right with, with, with eBooks, and then that's great.
0: Would you give somebody a template and they kind of put a, a mock together and they give it to you and you make it
2: perfect? Normally, if people just give me a Word document, I will actually do everything for them. I will assess it first to see how complex it's going to be. Um, and again, I check all my work. I put it through a validation process to make sure it'll pass. And also I check it on different screens to make sure it's going to look proper as well.
1: Which is really important as well. Um, yeah. And so, sorry, I think you can hear Baby Shay shouting in the background of this stage. I don't, I don't know if I've got that good a mic. No, none them. Oh he's no, I don't know what's going on. he must have uh he must have fell over anyway um yeah he's learned to walk in the moment so there's a lot of uh bumping uh, oh, out yeah. there <laughs> um, but he's doing his best um it's because he's a giant baby as well so i think i feel like it's, it's he's very heavy you know to be uh yeah. <laughs> walking around i think that might be part of the challenge um but uh the is there b- before we let you go like is there uh if somebody is out there kind of thinking about putting some content out there like in a book form they want to go beyond doing a blog or something like that they want something that can sit on a bookshelf or even you know something that they can pass their kids and say this is what i thought about business in this case or whatever and um, what what are the steps they need to take to get going
2: okay well first of all i, I if it's a prefer for for it's fine if you want to just for your kids yeah. you, i then you really don't need to get a professionally edited. but if this is something that's going to be out there just like if you're sending off your cd You wouldn't send out your CV with, you know, typos, grammatical errors. You'd be surprised. Oh, God. Okay. All right. But it doesn't go down well. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. So the same would apply there. So that's almost my first step, you know, is saying, look, is this professionally edited or does it need to be edited? Because it's amazing people say oh yeah no it's fine and I I have somebody who read it and it's I'm a good reader I'm a good writer myself and I've read somebody else and they but then I always find if it hasn't been as it gets closer to the end point some people start to get more nervous because it's getting closer to D-Day and then when they actually see their printed proof or they they, it's the digital proof sends them and you know, and I'm seeing hers, and I'm saying, look, I, I'm noticing stuff in it too. And, you know, then it becomes kind of real to them that, oh, dear, I think we need to get this fixed. So sometimes the editing is only decided on the late stage, but I always say do it early because it's, you know, it has knock on effects. And also I am. Because I, I read everything, I read everything I publish anyway. So I am an extra pair of eyes on the book as well. But again, I'm not an editor. So what an editor may see and what I will see are two different things. Okay. I'm looking for logical, you know, does this make sense? And yes, if if I see a typo, I will highlight it. But um, you know, and and then I suppose once they give me the Word document and say it has been edited, then I will know by looking at the content what the recommended book sizes? because some some type of content lends itself better to other types of content. Mm. I also would look to see, well, what's selling out there currently and what's the average page number that's doing better and what's the average book size that's doing better to make sure that it's going to fit in. We look at cover design is very important as well to make sure that you... I always say to people, leave anything unique, In content-wise for your book, don't try to go too crazy on the cover because don't think that that's going to attract attention. It's actually going to backfire because if your book is up there with an off-the-wall cover, it doesn't look like it's going to belong in that book category. If you're looking at, you know, even on a place like Amazon, it look like your book is is in the wrong category. You know, so don't ever do it too do too crazy that way. I, I would think do it something that's going to be tasteful. You know, and and at a thumbnail view, because when people are skimming through books, your book may look amazing when you zoom in or have it at full page. But you're only going to get a thumbnail view when people are scrolling through. So really, your book needs to stand out positively, even at thumbnail view.
0: And what are some of the avenues that people can sell a book through? Obviously, Amazon is the biggest one, isn't
2: it? There, there is. But what I what I have found, and I, I think it's, it's what I've really noticed since Brexit, is a lot of Irish authors... If they're going to publish their books now, OK, and they're on Amazon and then suddenly they find that, you know, their their neighbor or their relative or whoever wants to buy the book it says not available in your territory, you know, that they can't buy them through the normal UK store, which is where we used to buy our Amazon books. And unfortunately, Amazon is not telling people you need to go to Amazon Europe when the Amazon European stores, you can buy it there. They're just letting them and people are drawing a blank saying, I can't buy your book. I can only buy it in Kindle so what i do is um i also set a book up on a company called ingram spark in the uk and they distribute to book depository which has free shipping to ireland but they also distribute to amazon.co.uk so your book appears on amazon.co uk that we can actually buy because it's coming from a different source cool. so nobody will have an issue with saying oh i can't buy your book from amazon they will end up being able to buy your book
0: I, I heard there was a there was a rule that if you sell on Amazon, you can't sell on other platforms. Is that true or is that wrong?
2: No, that's only if you have enrolled your book, your ebook, in what's called Amazon KDP. You know, select whereby you're making your ebook exclusive on Amazon for a minimum period of three three months. Um. <laughs> but not not for, for your paperbacks you can do anything you want and really that exclusion is for your ebook only and you you can opt in or opt out if you decide not to opt in you can have your book um your ebook everywhere as well
0: how how difficult is it really to get into the likes of easons and stuff like that
2: they have their own um process whereby you need to send them print books, okay? And you need to also give them your whole marketing plan and pitch and projected sales figures. So it's something you almost need to have a campaign in advance to be able, almost like, it's almost like a business plan they would effectively be looking for. Um, And then if they, there is no phone number that you can phone to check in with. It's 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 a postal address and if you hear back from them, then they're interested. If not, then there's no, you, you know, that, that that's basically it. Um, they will only really take it on if they think, obviously, it's commercially viable for them. And, you know, um, I, I don't know what their, this is the main Eason's now franchise, um, whether it's 45%, I think, of your, your um, royalties that they will actually take, and you will need to distribute your book to them, okay? So all that will need to be done. There are some local Eastern stores in Ireland that are independent and will take on your, your book. Other Eastern stores can't because they're part of the, the, the central distribution system. Okay.
0: And then some, a lot of businesses really would, would actually just be writing the book to, to give to potential clients, to give our customers, and we'll be giving it out for free. Is that would would you find a lot of people do
2: that? Absolutely. I, I know some business professionals who actually went along to um to business meetings where they were with the prospect and instead of leaving them with their business card, they, they said, Do you know that case study I was talking about there and similar situation to you? Well, do you know I actually have this covered in chapter 23? If you want to have a look at it, and they hand them the book and then suddenly it's like, Oh, you published the book That's and cool. Suddenly, your kind of profile is raised in their eyes mm. in a natural way because y- you have shown your expertise and you have put it into something tangible that they can take away reflect on and read. And if your book obviously looks polished and professional and you, 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 know, you, you show that you're, you're knowledgeable and a, a, an expert in your field, then really, you have a lot of the hard work done in connecting with that person you would most like to work with.
0: So tell you what, they won't they won't throw it in the bin. There's something about. Uh, books I've got,
1: I've got a book bin. in my drawer and work that I got from someone who, who did a, a talk at, at HubSpot. It's still there. I, I, you just don't throw them out. Another like, and I think that if, from an investment point of view, like it's like. Well, I was, I was at, um, I won't say where I was at because these people might know who who I'm talking about and they, I think they do actually listen to the podcast, but I was, I was there and they were, uh, me and Mark are in the, in the t-shirt game, right? So I know how much t-shirts cost to, to make, they're not, uh, it's not an arm and a leg, you know, and they were selling these t-shirts for about 40 euro and I'm like, why don't you just give them out to everyone for free and have them walking around with a billboard of your business on it and they were a cool design and everything. i was saying to myself maybe not free at cost whatever but it just like that's not where you make you guys aren't in the t shirts game that's not where you make your money get that's the great thing about
0: with 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 the books that you're talking about is i assume they're done on order done on demand you know you don't have to buy 500 books and then try to give them out to people
2: you you don't and the great thing is you can get them updated i mean i often update clients books you know if they say oh do you know what i got an amazing review There or testimonial in from somebody put that in for me or do you know this piece of content really is redundant now new legislation came in or this is something wrong and then their book is updated and it's current and it's topical all the time it's always fresh and that's really important whereas if you had several hundred copies of your your book lying in your office or somewhere you really feel I'm giving it out but you know this part is really out of date you don't have the same feeling about it whereas if you know well the next batch I've in I've only 10 left of this and then the next batch is going to be up to date with the new legislation it's fabulous to be able to hand over and say what we were talking about there that new legislation it's actually covered it's it's done in this and your book is 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 is, is, um it just shows that you're on top of your game as well and you're up to date and you're up to speed it's brilliant
1: i think it's brilliant i think that if people listen to this like it's a really your target audience i guess a lot of people who are business people entrepreneurs sales people marketers that's kind of the people who listen to the shark pod for the most part um so where do they find out a little bit more about you where can they go and learn about the about what you're doing
2: yeah, I suppose I have two websites. Uh, my flagship website is Orla Kelly and my new uh, business website is BusinessBookPublishing.com. Same me Business
1: Book Publishing, you got that? That's great. I,
2: That's yeah, great I around, yeah, I did. I nice. did. I did. Yeah. I'll well, tell that. you what,
0: when I, when I tried to look up the expert in kind of book publishing, um, you came up on Google. Oh, wow. I am. So. That's You're workout. doing something
1: right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thank
2: you. And thank one you more,
1: so one more question, Orla. Before we go, would you prefer a T-shirt or a mug from uh from the sharkbot?
2: I'd love a T-shirt, actually.
1: We're going to sort that T-shirt out for you. We're going to after the after the podcast, we'll be in touch, and uh, Mark will send out a, a T-shirt from our 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 comeback T uh, T-shirt Empire. Mark, what do you think? We're going to do a podcast maybe on the comeback because we we had some issues, Jeez. but we're back online. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would
1: I'd love that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so, Arla, thanks very much. It's been a delight to have a chat with you today, and uh, we'll be putting this out next week.
2: And thank you so much, guys. And it was a pleasure to speak with you.